This audio production is brought to you by the Islamic Institute of Toronto. Innal hamdalillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu bihi wa nastaghfiruh wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa nastarshiduh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina من يهدل من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق بشيرا ونذيرا ورحمه للعالمين اما بعد ايها الاخوه الكرام أوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله فإن الله جل وعلا قد أمرنا بذلك حيث قال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون Surely all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for he is the creator, sustainer and controller of the universe and all within We praise him and we thank him and we ought to praise him and thank him for his infinite grace blessings and mercy we believe in him and put our trust in him i bear witness that there is no god worthy of worship but allah he is one and has no partner and i also bear witness that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the servant and messenger of allah whom allah sent with the religion of truth and with guidance as a bearer of glad tidings and a warner and a mercy for all the world first of all brothers and sisters i remind myself and all of you of the necessity and the importance of being conscious and mindful of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allah has ordered us to be mindful of him when he said o ye who believe be conscious of allah in a manner in which he deserves that you should be conscious of him and die not except in a state of surrender and submission to him dear brothers and sisters we all know that there are some companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who were given good news of paradise by the prophet alaihi salam while he was alive and they were alive We know of what is known in Islamic terminology as al-asharatu al-mubashirina bil-jannah the 10 who were given good news of paradise but have you ever wondered why what did they do and what will they do in the future of their lives that would guarantee them paradise the prophet alayhi salam did not say that they're in paradise after they died He told them that they are in paradise while they were alive. So have you ever wondered why? What would they do? What will they do to guarantee them paradise? They had no technology, brothers and sisters. They did not have the resources and the wealth we have today. So they could not build or buy or bribe their way into paradise. Today many people want to leave their mark in this world we call it legacy we want to leave something 
that 50 years or 100 years or perhaps 200 years from today, people will look at it and they'll remember us. So we're concerned with what would people remember us by. We are concerned with how people will see us. But the companions, brothers and sisters, and this is the lesson for us, they were concerned with how Allah the Creator sees them. So their secret, the secret of their success, despite having no resources or very little resources, no technology, and yet were guaranteed paradise by the Prophet and not only the ten, there are others. The secret of their success, brothers and sisters, is their morality. Now I know all of us think we're moral people today. And I think we are, and I believe we are. But I want to share with you today an incident, just one incident. We don't have time for more. In the life of one of the companions to highlight their perspective on what morality is. But before I do that, I want you to picture this scenario with me. Uh, imagine, brothers, sisters, of course, this may not apply. Imagine you are married to the granddaughter of the Prophet ﷺ. So your wife is no ordinary person, as we say. She is the granddaughter of the Prophet ﷺ. The daughter of Fatima and Ali. Imagine you're married to her and you are the, the ruler and you have some garments or dresses or wealth to distribute. So you give a dress to every lady, every female in the community, in the city. This of course would be the moral thing to do, right? You did not play favoritism. You did not choose one over the other. Every lady got a dress. So no one can complain. But in the end, you have one nice dress, one nice garment remaining. What would you do with it? To whom would you give this dress? Would you give it to your wife, the granddaughter of the Prophet ﷺ? Remember that. At least nobody can claim that you're choosing your family over others because everybody got one, mashallah. But there is one left over. You can't wear it yourself, it's for ladies. And it makes no sense to just keep it there on the shelf. It's best that somebody makes use of it. So how do you decide who gets this, this last dress? What would you do? You have given every lady in the city a dress so no one can claim that you are biased and you're discriminating and all that you have been moral and just and fair but you have one extra you're not shortchanging anybody mashallah everybody got one now someone from within the the city says to you or suggests to you, 
why don't you give it to your own wife who happens to be the granddaughter of the Prophet Now this makes a lot of sense. All the ladies got a dress. You're not playing favoritism here. And now this is the granddaughter of the Prophet Everybody would agree it's okay to give her an extra one. What would you do, brothers and sisters? I want you to think about this as well. So let's see what the companions would do. This is an incident, brothers and sisters, that the Imam al-Bukhari relates in his Sahih. In the book of Jihad. He, read, he relates this hadith. And the chapter is the chapter of women participating in battles in war by carrying water skins to provide water for the fighters. When Umar ibn al-Khattab was the Khalifa, once he distributed some dresses to all the ladies of Medina. All the ladies, nobody was left out. At the time, he was also married to the daughter of Fatima and Ali, the Prophet's granddaughter, Ummu Kulthum. Her name is Ummu Kulthum. And I know the Prophet had a daughter named Ummu Kulthum as well. But this is the granddaughter of the Prophet the daughter of Fatima and Ali. She was born in the lifetime of the Prophet but she was very small when he passed away. Umar was married to the daughter of Ali and Fatima, Umm Kulthum. Um, so he distributed a dress to every lady in Medina. MashaAllah. And at the end, he had one dress remaining. And so the dilemma of what to do with this one dress, who to give it to, came up. Before he could decide what to do, someone suggested, someone from Medina, remember that, suggested, why don't you give it to the daughter of the Messenger of Allah? Now, in the narration, the person says daughter. But what he really meant was granddaughter. In Arabic language, your grandchildren are sometimes and often referred to as, as your children. So the literal wording says daughter, but we know that the meaning is granddaughter of the Prophet Now remember, you're not coming up with this idea yourself. Somebody else is. So you can't even be blamed for being biased or anything like that. Finding a chance to give your own wife more than the others. No, somebody else is suggesting this. How does Umar react, radiallahu anhu? Does he think, mashallah, look, I've given all the ladies a dress. I'm not biased. I have one left over. I have to give it to somebody. Who better than the granddaughter of the Prophet, That is how you and I might think, brothers and sisters. As we're all, you know, emotional about the relationships, the blood relationships of people with the Prophet, and that is, of course, important. And we are required to, to respect and to love and to honor those who truly have blood ties with the Prophet But morality, brothers and sisters, is not about blood ties. It is about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when someone said to Umar ibn al-Khattab, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, O commander of the believers, Give it 
to the grand to the daughter of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Omar said Ummu Salit ahqu bihi This other lady named Ummu Salit she has she's more deserving of it not his own wife who happens to be the granddaughter of the prophet alaihi salam but this other lady why do you ask why would he think of another lady his own wife has a strong case she's the granddaughter of the prophet alaihi salam we want to we love them and we respect them and we revere them but he said no ummu salit ahqu bihi is more deserving of this why he said i saw her on the day of uhud during the battle of uhud i saw this lady ummu salit carrying water skins to provide water for the soldiers for the companions who took part in the battle of badr in sorry uhud in the battle of uhud and for this reason he said she is more deserving of it and he did not give it to his own wife the granddaughter of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is what morality looks like brothers and sisters this is how and why they were successful the companions because they were moral people they were not just moral when they're in the eyes of the public they were always moral because they always recognize that they were in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by the way this is what taqwa is all about it is that mindfulness that wherever we are and whatever we're doing Allah the exalted sees and knows what we're up to so we cannot hide there were people who were honest and sincere and dedicated and committed not only in words but more so in deeds to the message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this is what made them great and this is the kind of morality they had that in a situation when you and I might be tempted to give it to our own wife who happens to be the granddaughter of the prophet alayhi salam their sense of morality was so clear that that did not get in the way this is the kind of morality we should strive for brothers and sisters now i'm not implying that we are not moral people i know we are but sometimes we tend to bend the rules when certain individuals are involved but the sahaba did not do that and this is why they were so successful and this is why many of them were promised paradise by the prophet alayhi salam before he passed away May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us. May he open our hearts and minds so that not only can we understand this wonderful message he has revealed for the upliftment of mankind, but that we would also be inspired and motivated to live by this message. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause us to be among those who have good character and good etiquettes and good, good morals. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show us the truth as the truth and help us to follow that. May he show us the wrong as wrong and help us to avoid that. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'iril muslimina min kulli dhamb fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim. This audio production has been made possible by the contributions of people like you. Please consider making a donation. 
our virtual line collection is now open at www.islam.ca forward slash donate. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa wa ba'd. Let us also send peace and blessings upon the Messenger of Allah. For Allah has commanded us to do so in the Quran when he said, Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabih. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Surely Allah and, and the angels and his angels send peace and blessings upon the Prophet. O ye who believe, you must also send peace and blessings upon him a lot. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Wardallahumma anil khulafai rashidin al-a'immati al-mahdiyin Abi Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali wa an baqiyati ashabi nabiyika ajma'in wa anna ma'ahum bimannika wa rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Allahumma a'izz al-islam wal muslimin Allahumma a'izz al-islam wal muslimin Allahumma ansur ikhwanana al-muslimin al-mustad'afina wal-mazlumina wal-musabina fi kulli makan Oh Allah, we ask you to help and assist our brothers and sisters in all parts of the world who are weak, who are oppressed, and who are afflicted. Allahumma afrid alayhim sabra. We ask you, O oh Allah, to inspire them with patience and steadfastness. Wathabbit aqdamahum. Keep them firm in their belief and trust in you. Waj'al lahum min diqihim makhraja. And provide for them a way out of their hardships and their trials. Allahumma rabbana la tada' lana fi hadha al-yawm al-mubaraki dhanban illa ghafartah. And we ask you, O oh Lord, to not leave anyone of us on this blessed day with any sin except that you forgive that sin. Leave no one, O Lord, with outstanding loans except that you make it easy for them to repay the loans. Leave no one who is ill, O Lord, except that you send down your healing and cure upon them. Leave no one who has passed away except that you cover them with your infinite mercy and forgiveness. Leave no child or youth, O Lord, except that you reform them and you guide their hearts to the right path. Leave no one who is faced with afflictions and trials in life, except that you ease and lift their afflictions. Let us also pray for our brothers and sisters who are ill. The, brother, the, the cousin of one of our dear brothers is very ill and in hospital. Let's pray for him and others who are also ill and maybe in hospital or at home. Allahumma shfi mardana wa marda al-muslimin. Oh Allah, we ask you to send down your shifa, your healing and your cure upon all our brothers and sisters who are sick and who are ill. Allahumma rabba nas adhib al-ba's. Oh Allah, you are the creator and sustainer of mankind. Adhib al-ba's. We ask you to, to heal them. Ishfi anta shafi. Heal them for you are the only healer. Ishfi anta shafi. Ishfi anta shafi. La shifa'a illa shifa'uk. There is no healing but yours. Shifa and la yughadiru saquma. A healing that leaves behind no trace of illness. Allahumma khaffif alamahum. O oh Allah, we ask you to ease their pain and suffering. Wayassil lahum umurahum. And make easy for them the affairs of their lives. Allahumma alhimhum as-sabra wa thabat wa rida bima qadait. And we ask you, O oh Allah, 
to inspire them with patience and steadfastness to accept and to submit to your decree. You have been listening to an audio production by the Islamic Institute of Toronto, Education for Virtuous Living. Please visit our website at www.islam.ca.